Welcome to the Cardboard Herald Reviews, where we give you audio versions of our game reviews, then go behind the scenes of our creative process. The Tale of Ord, Chapters 3 and 4, Counting on Venison. Designed by Rita Orlov, artwork by Rita Orlov and Ayodia Udit, published 2018 by Post Curious, review by Jack Eddy. Note, this is a spoiler-free review in a continuation of our Tale of Ord chapters 1 and 2 review that you can listen to on an earlier episode. If you're completely lost as to what this is, you might want to check out that review first. Given our incredible experience with Tale of Ord chapters 1 and 2, we thought ourselves veteran sleuths, ready for whatever post-curious could sling our way, expecting the unexpected and confident that now that we had the hang of it, finishing the remaining chapters would be a breeze. After all, it's probably just more of the same, right? We were so wrong. The game is afoot. Gameplay. Inside the now-familiar sleek black box, the conclusive chapters of this narrative puzzle adventure lie in wait. We took some time off from chapters 1 and 2, largely because, well, life can get in the way of continuity, but also because we wanted to savor the experience. It's no joke that solving the first two chapters was among Christina and I's all-time favorite gaming experiences. When we finally decided to break into it, the objects within were stranger, the visuals were more esoteric, and the writing was more cryptic than ever. Chapter 3 continues to defy your expectations with gusto by demanding that you unshackle your brain and begin interacting with physical objects more in the way that you approach building a Lego set with no instructions. If you haven't bent, broken, torn, disassembled, and written on three quarters of the components by its completion, you did something wrong. Finally, after two long nights of scrutinizing every last detail like a content-starved Song of Ice and Fire fan searching for clues, we cracked the case and found our way through Chapter 3. This was by far the most mentally exhausting of the chapters. Thrilling, yes, but you will feel like you need some sleep after making it through a session. Except you won't, because you'll be so busy talking about what could possibly happen in the supersized Chapter 4 envelope, given everything that you've seen. Chapter 4 is... Well, it's exactly what you want it to be. You know how in the best stories and math classes, the final challenge is a summary of everything the hero has been learning up until that point except crank to 11? That's what you're looking at here. The challenges in Chapter 4 are a robust, holistic summary and a progression of the whole adventure so far that will have you recontextualizing and employing clues from each chapter before it. And that's not even talking about why the envelope is so big. Suffice it to say, when we read the letter attached to Chapter 4, Christina and I both said, No, in disbelief. Surely they don't mean... And yeah, they did. I'm not going to spoil it, but the main obstacle, the ultimate finale of the game, is one of the most incredible, intricate, and mind-blowing components that has come across my table, and all the myriad of supporting documents in Chapter 4 relate to it. 
chapter four also took two sessions, both because of the mental taxation, but also due to us being old fuddy-duddies who have a toddler, jobs, responsibilities, and too often ignored bedtimes. That said, completing chapter four was as satisfying a narrative and tabletop gaming experience as I've ever had, immediately causing us to video call people and gush wildly while desperately trying not to spoil a single detail. If chapters one and two were a promise, three and four delivered. One thing that particularly struck me about the latter two chapters is the breadth of disciplines involved in creating the puzzles, while not really reliant on the player's knowledge of those disciplines to solve them. This lent itself well to group dynamics, where people naturally good at spatial arrangement, math, linguistics, or research could best employ their skills, but the logic is never so prohibitively difficult that you would fail if your team lacked an accountant or philologist. These are STEM activities for adults. That said, facing the Jabberwocky, difficulty. It seems to fill my head with ideas, only I don't exactly know what they are. Alice, through the looking glass. In our initial review, I encouraged players to avoid becoming lost in the woods by making liberal use of the awesome hint system on PostCurious's website. Now that we've managed our way through the latter half, I'm begging you. While we clearly loved our time with the game, chapters 3 and 4 were notably harder, and one of my biggest criticisms of the overall experience is that it didn't feel like a natural progression of difficulty when we got to the latter half. In these final four sessions, we more often found ourselves teetering further from the realm of exciting mystery into opaque befuddlement. Fortunately, with rest, perspective, and a heavy dosage of clues, we were always able to steer ourselves back on course. But there were more than a couple times where a clue made me go, there is never in a million years I would have thought of that. And like I said earlier, it's not because of a lack of knowledge or skill when it comes to analyzing text or knowledge of Norse mythology. Our greatest challenge was often and still due to us underestimating the parameters of the game, not employing real-world logic and assuming everything is textual information available on paper. The key to solving one particular puzzle was as simple as matching symbols and seeing what the cuts revealed, but in spite of solving seemingly far more complex things, the disparity between the objects threw us off. Ultimately, it was a minor logical jump that seems so intuitive in retrospect, but without the hints, who knows if we'd ever get there which can be frustrating, you know? I'm a gamer. I want seamless progression that relies on my wits and cunning. Taking hints can feel like I'm cheapening the experience. But it didn't. Yes, I wish the puzzles nudged you just a little bit more towards the goals without having to rely on the clue system online, but those never-in-a-million-years moments were accompanied by a healthy dose of bewilderment at just how clever and nuanced the puzzles were. And for each puzzle that really busted our brain and we needed a ton of help, there were several more that a polite nudge was enough to send us along our path to triumph. Evidence and Artifacts Materials Straight up, the tale of Ord is remarkably tight. Whether it's indicative of mad genius, black magic, or the combination thereof, it's astounding how cohesive the overall experience is. Characters have consistent voices, references are well-researched, information is presented in tantalizing ways, and solutions and resulting narrative developments are wilder and wilder with each puzzle you solve. More than anything, I appreciate the layering and nuance throughout. Narrative themes are recalled, characters have arcs, puzzles are reliant upon clues from earlier chapters, and your skill at understanding both the sheer mechanics and narrative complexities grows, which deepens the whole game and really makes the story resonate. 
and the quality of materials doesn't end with the writing. Chapters 3 and 4 include a couple physical objects that blew us away. These totems of bewilderment fit so cohesively in the narrative that it gave the experience a real-world feeling unlike anything we had done to that point. Describing them further would spoil the fun, so all I'll say is that they are functional, beautiful, and intricate in ways that showcase the enormous skill, craft, and creativity that went to designing the Tale of Ord. Honestly, I still can't believe what was included in that final package. Disparate Elements, Odds and Ends Look, I still think the Tale of Ord's biggest hurdle is the sticker shock. 165 is a big ask for most people, and the masses aren't used to the idea of spending 165 on a physical product meant to be played once. But for seven total sessions, two or more hours apiece, we managed to have some of the most riveting, memorable, and immersive gaming experiences we've ever had. That much to the annoyance of our parents, coworkers, cats, strangers on the streets, we cannot stop talking about. That said, if you're still wanting to know more about what you'd be getting into before throwing down, you can request a free postcard from the publisher that will be sort of a prelude puzzle unto itself. Another thing to mention is that the experience has shifted slightly, and that the publisher is now sending either four monthly packages or all four chapters in one shipment, exclusively the latter for international audiences, rather than two at a time as they've done until now. Not a huge shift, but my recommendation is that you not binge it. Savor the breaks in between, allow the mystery to percolate, and let the suspense build. After all, the narrative tension is what makes the payoff to the puzzles so much more magnificent. Ragnarok. Final thoughts. The tale of Ord is so much more than I imagined it could be. I mean, yeah, the game could be summarized as an excellent narrative mystery full of cryptic puzzles to solve. Sounds cool, right? That's how I labeled it going in, but I found that once I got going, I really had no idea what I was in for. By the time we were done, our notebook was full of translated runes, numerology, symbology, astrology, astronomy, and so many deer. Yeah, if you weren't counting on venison going into this thing, you have another thing coming. Really, it's the connective tissue binding each chapter that impressed me the most. The Tale of Ord is a nuanced, layered mystery that challenges and empowers players with all the tools to succeed. While I wish that the progression of difficulty were a bit more seamless from chapter to chapter, the level of skill and creativity necessary balance such a complex intersection of fantastic narrative, challenging and clever puzzles, and bespoke materials makes it easy to look past the occasional brain-numbing difficulty, and the sense of triumph at its completion was sweeter than any win I've ever had at the table. If you have a heart for adventure and a mind for mystery, or you love great stories and want to rethink what gaming can be, the Cardboard Herald heartily recommends The Tale of Ord. A review copy of The Tale of Ord was provided by Post Curious. You can learn more about Post Curious and the designer Rita Orlov on their site, http www.getpostcurious.com. Hey everyone, this is Jack, and this is the Tale of Ord. So, where do I even begin on this thing? First off, how do we define it? Is it a game? Is it a puzzle? Is it a mystery puzzle narrative game? I guess that's the best way that I can really summarize it, is an immersive narrative puzzle-solving experience. Adventure. 
I don't know. This thing defies all sorts of labels and all sorts of monikers, but it is something that I clearly love, that we clearly love. My wife and I, Christina, she has raved about it even more than I have. Now, if you are just coming into this and you made it through all of that and you're still along for the ride as far as this additional thoughts part of the TCBH reviews, I really think you should go back and listen to the other episode where we have the parts one and two review, or you just go onto our website and you read the actual written reviews. One, there's some really pretty pictures, and two, there's some really awesome gifts on there, but three... The first part is going to give you the the more defining context of what these games are. And that was kind of by definition. Like, when I was writing these reviews, I knew I was going to write two reviews and that I was going to have just half of the Tale of Ord initially and the other half later because Post Curious was still in the process of making three and four when they sent me the original review copy of the first two chapters. And because this was such an ambitious project that was so different and so unlike anything that I had encountered before, I wanted to tackle it in two parts. So the first one is really struggling with explaining without spoiling anything what is the tale of ord and this sort of narrative adventure and describing it as this kind of experience where you're solving puzzles and interacting with a narrative and being removed from the shackles of what tabletop gaming is and is expected to be and how you're supposed to participate with things at the table and then the second part here is not just a summary of our latter half experience which is a big part of it but also a commenting of the overall structure of the tale of ord and what the end result was now too often in board gaming we talk about what exactly you're interacting with what are the components what are the the mechanisms what's the strategy in the games and those are all important discussions and a big part of why i love tabletop gaming i love diving into that and and just discussing all of these various factors that differentiate from game to game what we like what we don't like but we don't often talk about the experiences of how they make us feel and because I'm trying to tiptoe around spoilers so much, that's really what I'm going to land on here and stick with as an additional thought is for both Christina and I, we felt that the Tale of Ord, one, made us feel so amazed with with the breadth of skills and disciplines involved. And two, it made us feel so smart in solving them. Whether we used zero clues to solve one of the individual puzzles that led into other puzzles, or we used many, many clues to help us along, like children whose hands needed to be held as they were walked up some playground equipment for the first time. It, it really was like a, an uncertain journey as we really didn't know how to think in the ways that Tale of Ord expected us to think. But by the time that we were done, we felt like we were in on the joke, that we were participatory in the experience that was initiated with the person making it in the first place. It it really was revelatory in so many ways. And 
it made us feel smart or at least smarter than we were to start with uh, by the time that we're done. Not that I think I'm going to be translating a lot of Nordic runes or anything at this point or that I'm some master code breaker or that I really understand the intricacies of how to design any of these puzzles, but I feel like we somehow were given insight into worlds that we didn't even know existed. And ultimately, the last feeling that I have is like an an appreciation and an awe for all the interconnecting parts, those layers and that nuance that I was talking about in the review. Yeah, it, it's it's really more amazing the more I think about it and the more distance I have from this game to think about all of the complexities of managing and juggling those various parts. You can't have too much narrative because that will interfere with the puzzles because you'll have too many context clues that could lead to red herrings. Or if you have too many puzzles, then the the payoff wouldn't feel as fulfilling because the characters wouldn't feel very personal. And if you made the puzzles so difficult that people didn't have at least the inclination of how to solve them, then there would be very little sense of accomplishment in actually getting through it. But if you made them too easy, then the same thing is true, that there is no sense of accomplishment because none of it really was that hard to begin with. You have to make people feel like it is so incredibly hard, maybe the hardest thing that you have ever tried to solve in in this type of regard, yet still make it solvable and make it feel like even if they got clues, that they were part of the solution. And that's ultimately how I felt, and I loved it. So I I clearly really, really love The Tale of Ord. I don't know much about these narrative experience-type games. I mean, I've done Escape Rooms, I've done uh, Unlock and Escape the Game, and I've played many different types of things that are in this vicinity in this realm but this feels like a whole new echelon like if i had been working with digital clocks my entire life to tell time and then i took apart a very nice watch and just looked at all the intricacies of the moving parts in there giving me an appreciation for some sort of machinations that I would never be able to put together myself while still having some vague understanding of how they are actually clicking into place. It's really amazing. But if you have had many of these experiences or you have sought them out, I know there's many more than Post Curious out there at this point, uh, I would love to hear from you. Or what do you think about this as a new type of gaming or an emerging genre that goes right alongside cooperative games, strategy games, family games, this sort of narrative puzzle adventure experience? So if you write in, I'd probably read it on an upcoming TCBH Reviews. Lastly, I have an interview scheduled with the designer Rita Orlov on an upcoming episode of the Cardboard Herald. We won't get into spoilers on anything, though I will talk to her about Puzzlecraft, which is an awesome 
thing to say out loud because it makes it sound like she is a, a puzzleologist, someone who belongs in a roster of different adventure archetypes that you could pick. Like there's a ranger, a white mage, a black mage, a paladin, and a puzzleologist who is a master of puzzle craft. What they do on the field of battle, I don't know, but it probably involves incredibly difficult, mind-numbing puzzles that will both strike fear into the hearts of their enemies and inspire and strike awe into the hearts of their brethren. So, kind of like a mischievous bard. Yeah. Anyway... I'm hoping that I can also parlay Rita into eventually doing a full-on spoiler cast of Tale of Ord and just make it completely all labeled with spoilers so no one dares touch it unless they have fully gone through the adventure or 100% certain that they will never do it. All I can say is... You know, I, I'm not paid to to talk on behalf of Post Curious or Tale of Ord, but if you need that little nudge, go to the website, get the postcard sent to you, get a good example of what this thing is, and look at the pictures in the reviews and make your decision. Because if if this even sounds like something that you might be interested in, and you can afford the hefty price that's associated with it, even as four to eight date nights tackling it is going to be one of the coolest experiences of your gaming life. So that's it. Thank you for listening. I've been Jack for the Cardboard Herald. Thank you for listening to the Cardboard Herald. As always, everything we do is ad-free and audience-supported. If you'd like to help keep it that way, find the Patreon link at the top of our webpage, CardboardHerald.com. We have several levels of support with various rewards. If you enjoyed the show, we do a whole bunch of other stuff, including reviews, interviews, and recommendations across writing, podcasts, and video. You can find that on our YouTube channel or by visiting any of our social media or our website. So with that out of the way, thank you again for listening to the Cardboard Herald. Thank you.